What's good? Welcome back to the Pop Off Podcast, a conversation show about Travis Scott, Mr. Rager, one of the greatest artists of the 21st century. This is a draft show about his music, his discography, and everything he's published on streaming services and his leaks as well. I'm sure we're going to have a few of those selected. I'm Ralph Campiano. I'm the host. This is our first draft in a while, so we are joined by our truly faithful drafter, Skylar Reesberg, who I think has been on every episode of the drafts. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You might have missed one, but if that, you've done I don't Frank, think I did. you've done I Mac, think I've been faithful. You did Drake, you did Future, we did The Weekend, and now you're doing Travis Scott with us. Then we're also joined by Connor Legrone, one of my favorite people I've ever listened to Travis Scott with. What's poppin' CLG? Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Uh, I will be on this one, and I have to be back for Young Thug. That's all I ask. You have to be back for Young Thug, and you have to be back for Migos when we celebrate the uh, anniversary of culture later this year, which will be exciting. Absolutely. And then we also have Bordy B coming through with the shades, looking sick. He's rocking his cactus jacket tire. What's popping? Yo, that paycheck you gave me bounds, so I'm going to have to <laughs> link, up, link up tomorrow. All right, but sounds good. So before we dive into the draft, I want to remind everybody of the parameters. We have five rounds for this draft. We change it for every draft. I think for future, we might have done 10 rounds. That's because we're sick in the head. I think it was eight rounds, something like that. But since we have four of us, we're doing five rounds, which means 20 songs will be selected. The five categories that we have are Slow Jam, which is self-explanatory. One of the more melancholy tracks. Travis is obviously a master of this. Uh, a feature, so something that Travis has featured on, not a feature on one of Travis's songs. So, for example, if you wanted to take uh, Travis on Turks by Nav, then you could do that, little baby. You have Mainstream, which is another self-explanatory one. Something that has been in the ether. Something that went viral. Something that is a Goosebumps-esque level song. Then we have Mosh Pit, which is kind of our banger. We're replacing Banger or I Got the Juice with this because Travis is so popularly associated with just the craziest concerts, the craziest tours, the craziest festivals, which ultimately led to a catastrophe. But for the most part, we all have very happy memories with that experience. And then we have Wild Card as well. Now, Wild Card... If you haven't listened before, it does not have to be a song. It can be anything related to Travis Scott as long as it has to do with Travis Scott. So let's say you wanted to select the fact that he impregnated the first or youngest woman to ever become a billionaire, then you could definitely do that. And that is a crazy fact, and that is definitely a wild fact, the fact that this just manic borderline autistic dude who makes the best music impregnated Kylie Jenner. That's a wild thing. So that could be drafted in wild card. But before we get to the draft, we have to talk about Travis Scott because he just released Utopia. I believe it's his sixth total project, maybe seventh. If you count Jack boys and um, Huncho Jack Berg, what were your initial thoughts to this project? It's been long awaited five years since we've had a full length Travis Scott project. How are you feeling about it? About four days after its release? Yeah. Uh, I'm still honestly, I'm still taking it in. I, I hope everybody else is because I, my initial reaction is I think it's going to bang. I, I like it, but I've listened to it probably two or three times, which I don't think is fair enough for the album at all. It's felt like it's felt different than newer albums I've listened to where uh, it, it feels like I, I need to listen to it more to digest to digest it rather than other albums I listen to. You can kind of pick up on it. This feels like it, it might take three, four, five, like it might take a little bit of weeks. It might take a little bit to fully comprehend where I stand on the album. But initial reaction is great reviews. I mean, people call it mid people have this and that to say about it, but people love the hate and people forget the rage. So I'm ready to party with it. Bordy explained it really well. He said, this was overwhelming. We listened to it together Thursday night when it dropped, and then he listened to it again on Friday, and I did the same thing. I'm sure Legron, you did the same thing, where his music is really dense. He's creating these massive projects now. This is 19 songs. It's a little over hour and 10 minutes long. Legron, how are you feeling about it? Is this competing with Rodeo or Birds? Is it like below it? Where are you tearing it? You know, I, I won't be able to tell if it competes with you know anything yet like it's too soon like kind of like Berg said you know I'll be able to listen to birds for the rest of my life and one of my big things about music is replay value will I be able to right. listen to this 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 album over and over be able to just go in and listen to any song and just remember like my time of life like what I was doing at that time and be like oh shit that used to bang so like yeah, my will my kids be listening to Fiend in the crib I don't know but I'm <laughs> 
know that Beebs in the trap will, will get played for the rest of my life. So we'll see. There's this, the jury's still out. Um, I do like it. I enjoy it. I think the production's crazy. I think the features are crazy. Um, but I don't know if I'll, it'll be something I listen to over if I if it has that in itself. So we'll see. Well, you mentioned like how birds dropped a formative part of your life. We're all around the same age. Reesburg and I are the same age. Lagrone, you're a couple years older than us. Bordy, you're a couple years younger than us. But for the most part, Travis has been dropping projects all along the same timeline of our lives, right? So beginning, middle, end of high school, and then beginning, middle, end of college. The whole experience, he's kind of encapsulated it for us. And there's this theory that the best music you ever listen to in your life will be the last two years of high school, the first two years of college, because those are the happiest moments of your life. So you're always going to be biased to that era. But Berg and I did an exercise, I think a couple of weeks ago while we were out, where we were looking at albums from 2016. And it was like Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight, The Life of Pablo, Blonde, Anti, Damn. It was just all of this crazy music in like a 12-month span. But now we have Travis, and he's returning for the first time since 2018. Bordy, where do you stand on the project? Are you going to be playing Fiend for Jada anytime soon, or is she more of a God's country, my eyes type of girl? Well, I try not to scare her, which a lot of this <laughs> album is overwhelming. Uh, best to listen to if you have like a surround sound, like a monotone speaker doesn't really do it justice. He's but, insulting uh, my speaker right now. I have a sound bar, and he's like, it sounds <laughs> monotone on your sound bar. Yeah, you yeah. need surround sound. Yeah, I'm it like, didn't, fuck, it didn't dude, sound I haven't great. leveled up yet. <laughs> you figured Viv would have surround sound, but uh, I saw I saw Birds live. I saw Astro World live, and this album just seems kind of like the pinnacle of all that, to where if you saw this at the pyramids or at rolling loud or somewhere like that crazy would be absolutely off the chain. So, you know, we're, we're a little bit older now. It's not for us, but I still love it. Dude, on that note, Bordy, on this being the pinnacle, let's not forget that. I feel, how long have we been hearing about this album, dude? This is like, Three I years. mean, Uzi had like a couple of those tapes that eternal take, what, however you pronounce it, that uh, yeah. people had been talking about forever. Frank Ocean's probably got projects that people have been talking about forever. This is another oh, one right. of those that it, I feel like we've been talking about this maybe as far back as Al Farrow as like a concept. And then people thought Astroworld was going to be utopia. And now here we are. We right. finally have it. So I guess it's a little surreal. Yeah. Well, I like the idea of seeing it live. And Bordy mentions, you know, the Pyramids of Giza, what he was trying to do. And now he's going to be doing it in Rome, I believe, his first live show. But the thing about Travis is, you know, you could see it with a million people and it's going to be insane. But you're probably going to have a similar experience if you see it with a 100 of your best friends and you're all just just as committed to it as the next person is. But then there's the other part of him where he's like very cathartic. Like he makes this music that is obviously stadium banging. You want to bang your head and knock your body against the person next to you. But he also has the capability of making these really slow, intrinsically deep songs that kind of like strike you to the core. Ballads. Yeah, ballads that are like they are really emotional and I think that's kind of the shocker and what makes them last so long because if you look at rappers, they don't last long at all. So what's going to set you apart from the next person? Like Drake is an anomaly, Jay-Z, Kanye, Lil Wayne, they're all anomalies. But for the most part, Smoke Perp, Lil Pump, Psy High the Prince, Big Sean, these guys come and go. Like they are in and out the fucking window in four to five to six years if they're lucky. Some people two years, some people six months. Travis has been with us since Al Farrow was dropped in 2013. So we're going on 10 years with this guy. And I'm not sure if the evolution as an artist necessarily is as impressive as some other people. Like Drake hasn't really evolved at all. He's just always been Drake. But it's the fact that he's just refined his sound and made it better and better and better. And maybe he peaked. But if he did peak, it's a pretty good fucking peak to have with birds and all that kind of stuff. So I'm fired up. I think it's just... He's just one of those artists that is, I don't know. I mean, I, I was thinking about this. So he has this like willingness to experiment with artists from other genres that you don't really see in rap a lot. So Berg, I was looking at Rodeo. He did, worked with Tori Moy. Astroworld, he worked with Tame Impala, James Blake, John Mayer. And then on this project and on previous projects before, he's worked with, uh, sorry, Boney Vare, right? So jo Justin Vernon, those mm -hmm. guys. There's something about him that is just he's reaching for something that other rappers don't have the courage or braveness to do. And I think that's something that's 
but does that make sense to you just this idea that like he reaches outside of the quavos and little babies and gunners of the world and now he's willing to work with like these other art like dave Chappelle is on who's just looking at that <laughs> no modern, way modern jam on the new album sounds like he went to 2050 and brought that beat back right <laughs> tizo touchdown sounds like rick james on it like it's like where did this guy come from it's just it's unbelievable Dude. so I'm so glad you just touched on Tizo Touchdown. I thought he kind of sounded like uh, – I don't know if it was Pharrell. I was No, I thought he sounded like Andre 3000 for a second on that album. I thought that's who the feature was. It's Tizo Touchdown. I don't know who that is, but thank you. I was going to say I've never heard of Tizo Touchdown, uh, but I will be checking out his SoundCloud. I'm sure that's where he <laughs> he likes to stay particularly. Blong can definitely put you on some Tizo. I know that. <laughs> I bet he true. can. Um, but I do want to make one more point before we draft. So I just watched uh, Interstellar. I've seen Oppenheimer twice. And I just want to make this quick metaphor because I think it's – tell me if I'm reaching because I might just be being a film douche. But I've, I'm starting to think of Travis Scott and Christopher Nolan in a similar vein where every time they drop something, it's an event that's larger than you would anticipate. Like he is outselling everybody with utopia and if you go back to some of his previous albums he outsells everybody oppenheimer did eight million dollars at the box office when it was tracking to do 40 million dollars they do these larger than life events but then they're also reaching for this like huge like if you're gonna go see a christopher nolan movie you should go see it in the movie theater because it was made for that i think when you listen to a travis album when i heard butterfly effect for the first time in my headphones my wired apple headphones i was like this is a good song this fine but then I saw it live in concert like a week later and I was like, this might be the best thing I've ever fucking heard. Like it was meant to be played on these speakers and to melt my face off. Is that a reach or am I, am I trying to a relatively okay comparison? I, I mean, I mean, there's, there's a reason why they work together on tenant soundtrack. So I, I boom, good call. I think that, I think that you have something going there. I really the plan. Do. Do you think it helps that he plays those songs like Butterfly Effect? I remember when we saw that, he played it three, four times in a row, back to back. He did it in Des Moines. He might have yeah, played it did. more times at uh, that Minnesota Sunset. festival. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds so he like, just yeah. keeps pushing it down to the point where – like is it – is it a banger or does he play it enough where it's like I had to, sh- <laughs> I had to show everybody like how good this fucking song was? He's on. So, you're on so many drugs that he hypnotizes you by playing yeah. it over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, let's get to the draft. The draft order has been previously determined. With the first overall pick, he's been on the clock for about six hours. Is <laughs> Nick Bordenero, aka Bordy B. The second overall pick will be Skylar Reesberg. Connor Legrone will have the third pick, and I will have the fourth pick. I'll have the turns. So I'll have the first pick in the second round since it's a snake draft. But Bordy, you're officially on the clock. You can decide what category you want to draft in. What's going to be the first overall pick in the Travis Scott draft? I can't take you seriously right now. I have no idea what direction you're going to go. Well, you know what direction I'm going to go. Travis Scott, the mosh pit maestro, Uh the slayer of chubby teenage boys at AstroFest. I'm going to go in the mosh pit category, and I'm going escape plan. Drug figure state plan, that was the escape plan, but I ain't investigating, that shit was a waste, man, but wait, I stopped the face, and cause shit just started racing, but wait, it opened gates, and it shit Wow, wow, whoa, whoa. <laughs> surprisingly current for a Travis song, one knock I have on Utopia is he didn't talk about his baby mama, he didn't do a lot of the things that I wish he would, you know, talk about his fame, he just kind of raged his head off but this song came out i want to say 2021 yep and uh he released it the day of his rolling loud performance and i was down there in miami and it was right after the drop of his cacti uh seltzers too and he was just running around miami raging and robbing gas stations and it was just uh I miss it. I miss being able to rage my face off and being young. This song brings it back. 
So there's definitely some personal influence over this over all of these draft picks. This might be the most personal one. The fact that yeah. the, if you weren't at Rolling Loud when this dropped, there's no way you would have selected this one one. <laughs> this was pl- this was plus twenty thousand to go first overall in this draft. I am I am fucking shocked. When you said the king of the mosh pit, I was like, oh, he's gonna go sicko mode or goosebumps just to get a big boy off the board. But instead, you take uh, one of the tracks from a two track EP. Yeah, EP that he dropped in the middle of 2021, and you did play it for me before we listened to the album, and I was like, "Oh, this song actually bangs." I, I missed out on this one. She she feeling anxious to be out where it's dangerous. Facts. Reesberg, you are on the clock. You have all of your categories wide open. Yeah, and I gotta go right where I gotta go right where I need to go, right where the the song that stands out to me the most uh, is not even a Travis Scott song. Obviously, Kelly Price with Travis Scott, Migos, uh, Culture 2016, 2016. Another 2016 Um, project, yep. Yeah, what do I have to say about that song? I mean, what – dude, everybody knows Kelly Price. That song is just the absolute banger to me. It's been the most, like, timeless – I mean, I don't know if it's so much Travis. It's just that song, but Travis happens to be a part of it. I think it's like the best verses from Take Off, Quavo, Offset, and then Travis is in there. Everybody kills their verse. Uh, the song doesn't slow down. You keep going through like, oh, good verse, good verse. On to the next one, you're like, oh, this went up somehow. And then you get to Travis's verse, and you're like, oh, Mr. Razor himself. Love, love that song. So that was an obvious number one. I'm so glad he didn't pick it, Bordy. He would have killed my vibe, ruined my night. So Kelly Price, obvious number one pick. Uh, listen to it. I almost put it on my like number one song for the 2010 to 2020 decade list. Wow. I think that's how important it is. And I, I think that's something your kids are going to be bumping. Well, let's just get this out there. You bluffed hard in the group chat. In the oh, Song Drop Committee you. group chat, <laughs> I said at 5.37 p.m. today, can't wait to see who takes Kelly Price first between Reesberg and Bordy. Reesberg said 20 minutes later, wasn't even in my top three I emoji. He takes it first overall. So just a complete bluff. Good job okay, by okay, you. Okay, but what was your follow-up text to that? I can't remember. I think I sent the playlist. Oh, I said capper. I said, yeah, yeah you're a capper. I was a capper. Yeah. That was a cap. So I called it. Yeah, good, good pick. Um, you took a Migos song with your first pick in the uh-huh. in the, in in the, the Travis Scott draft. draft. All right, Legron, you're on the clock. All right. Well, I'm gonna go Mosh Pit. I'm gonna follow Bordy into Mosh Pit, and I'm gonna go a song off Rodeo. Features Future is called 3500. And it is just a timeless song. I I listen you're a to fucking that. prick. I sorry, but I listened to it. I listened to it probably ten times today. And that had nothing to do with you. I just made a Travis Scott playlist, and I just got right really back into that song. And I'm just happy to take that one off the board. I love it. That song always bangs. This should be the national anthem. It's seven and a half minutes long. So if you listen to it 10 times today, that means you would have spent 70 minutes listening to the <laughs> which is sick. Well, I had to, I had to work outside today. So I might air it's only right to go mosh pit first. If Travis was an MLB pitcher, his mosh pit songs would be like Randy Johnson's fastball. <laughs> like just untouchable. Nobody, he honestly owns that genre in a way nobody else ever has. This is actually really fucking difficult. Okay, so you're going to have to... Uh, the thing is, I make these categories myself, and I always try to stretch them, and Reesberg always has to have some kind of issue with it. I don't want to stretch right away, so I'm just going to go with my first pick in the slow jam category. I'm going to select Drugs You Should Try It, the fourth song off of Days Before Rodeo. I'd like to take this opportunity and this space to um, say hello. I love you to all of the gentlemen that I went to college with that 
did drugs with me to this song. Um, it's an unbelievable track and I appreciate it dearly. And I'm very thankful for Travis making it. It's just like we said, he has the emotional ballads and, um, it's just kind of like putting on a sedative, you know, if you're anxious, if you're having a bad day, you can put this on, take a breather and just let him just roll over you with just pure bliss. And I adore it. Okay. 3,500 is off the board. That fucking sucks. So my top two are off the board. Uh, fuck. This is so tough. I have 25 songs on my board. I'm looking at all of them. I'm like, I'm going to hate myself if I don't get all of them. But I only have five, five picks. Yeah, there are only 20 sucks. songs taken total, so <laughs> five, five of them would be left out. <laughs> five of them will be left out. And actually, I think more than that is going to be left out because I didn't have a skate plan or Kelly Price on my board, but that's all right. Um, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go, mm, fuck. I'm going to go mainstream. No, I'm, I'm going to do Mosh Pit, and I'm going to select the ends. 2 a.m. Island outside Looking but I cannot find Don't you fall asleep this time The Ends is the intro to Birds in the Trap sing McKnight. It is a two-part song and it changed my fucking life. I remember when Birds dropped. It was like in the middle of the afternoon while I was in a journalism class. And usually albums drop at 11 p.m. on Thursday nights here in Des Moines. They drop on midnight in New York. But they previewed this album on Dot Wave Radio on Apple Music. And they played this song. And I literally left the class. I just got up, left, went back to the house, and started partaking in um, extracurricular activities. So I love this track. It's unbelievable. He spits his fucking dick off on it. And I could headbang to this forever and ever. And like we've mentioned before, Birds is going to go down in history for me. All right, Legron, you're back on the clock. All right, we're going to go up to Slow Jam because I think that's just a very valuable category. Um, and I want to take first take off the board. First take, you ain't on time, you were late. When you around me, you're safe. You can't go off of a say I know that look on your face. You think you win in a race. You think all I do is play. Mm. Ooh, okay. Uh, off birds. Just uh, Bryson Tiller, Travis. Uh, it flows right into Pick Up the Phone. First Take is one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, shout out Matt Moline. Shout out Parker Johnson. Shout out Alex Dornacker. That's that's one of our our group's little songs we'd always listen to when we'd uh, partake in extracurricular activities. Um, you were on time. First you were Take, late. man. It's uh, That is a song and a half fucking banger i miss tiller i wish we had more tiller in our lives i agree if, if he would have showed up on this project it would have been absolutely gorgeous i mean that was tra- that uh, was trap soul tiller right there and he, he comes on a travis song at travis's maybe not peak but at, at one of his heights and and they were together and they just make a beautiful a ballad as you would say bergy berg you're back on the clock baby oh damn oh yeah happens fast happens fast in this world okay okay all right, we're going Mosh Pit. I I know I gotta get I gotta get one of the early day ones in there. Uh, I want everyone to know first. I I don't know if we said this this order completely random uh, off the dome for all of us. No prep time. We're jumping right into this. Uh, I'm not gonna uh, linger on this. I'm gonna get right into it. Mosh Pit is gotta be obviously that is Travis Scott's category. Like Bordy said, there are you could probably even put some of the slow jams in Mosh Pit, honestly. But with this. I'm gonna go Al Faro, upper echelon. There you go. <laughs> I think that's when he was touring around, probably before he had. When it was just Al Faro, when he was just making a name for himself, I can't even imagine how disgusting these mosh pits had to have been going to upper echelon. Also, the music video is outstandingly weird and awesome <laughs> at the same time. It was like old fat white men with dogs, I feel like. He's just walking. It makes no – he's tripping. I don't know. But he's raising his face off while doing it. And 
Yeah. I think I had my first panic attack when he played this and Mamacita back to back at a concert. I was like, oh, no, like you can't do that. Like that's too much. It's just overwhelming. All right, Morty, you're back on the clock. You got back to back picks. He's scanning his Spotify right now. Yeah, I am. (laughs) And like I can't hear the song, so I'm having trouble. Like (laughs) I'm going to back up my choice without really remembering what the song was. But uh, I'm going to go mainstream. No bystanders off Astro. Mm. First, first Astro World song off the board. I was on this flight, man. Told the pilot ain't no flight plans. Can't believe whatever I'm saying. And ain't no whenever I land. Does this pass your mainstream test, Reesburg? Uh, I mean, when he first brought it up, I questioned it, but I was just wondering what's mainstream and what's not with Travis too. So it'll pass. We used to have a rule. Um, it had to be at some I would point. Say almost all of Astro World's mainstream. Yeah, yeah, it had to be on um, the Billboard Hot 100 for at least two weeks, and I think all of Astro World yeah, was yeah, on the Billboard Hot, Hot 100 for like five weeks. So it's in the clear. But yeah, that was the the rule. So it passes that rule for sure. But I also like to put it to the Berg test because Berg is just a really good. He listens to 107.5 all the time. He's a big FM radio guy. And I just didn't know if he ever heard the party never ends on Elvis Duran in the morning. So just wanted to test that one out. I'm glad you remember this, though. You're good at that. You're good at that. Um, All right, Bordy, you got another pick. Fuck the club up. Am I back up? Yep. That could have been a mosh pit song, honestly, too. It very well could have been. But, uh, so I got Feature, Slow Jams, and Wild Card. I'm still thinking on that Wild Card. I wish he was in more seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. But <laughs> let's do uh, Feature because I got a few options for Slow Jams. This is another nostalgic one. Smoking codeine-laced blunts. <laughs> And <laughs> making edibles and posting them on my Snapchat story. Might Wiz beep Khalifa's, that part out. Wiz Khalifa's bake sale. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Uh. I'm a bake sale. You know it. We can't wait to bake. Hell yeah. Laughing off this drink. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Love having sex. Hell yeah. That song is just crazy. I've heard that song a minute, but I'm gonna listen to that. <laughs> it's one. been it's so long. Oh, that is so it's a timeless one. So what a deep cut! I love it. That's gonna cut in really well to this. I like that. <laughs> That's a great pick, Bergy Berg. You're back up. <laughs> what a cut, dude! Yeah, that was such a 2016 song that went like in and out, but everybody yeah. loves it. <laughs> yeah. Um, my pick. I gotta go. I got to go slow jam. Uh, I have a few a few options here, but I think... I think I'm going to go Maria, I'm drunk. Made it to LA, yeah. Finally in LA, yeah. Looking for the weed, though. Trying to make my own, though. Calling for Maria. Mm. Yeah. I, I thought if I didn't take did it there, it. it was definitely going to get taken. You did it. I ex- I expected this to go in the first round. I, I, I was surprised it was still sitting there. It was, it, was between, it was between first taking Maria, I'm drunk for me on my slow jam. I just couldn't decide. But I did. No, I'm, I'm sure people heart. have like a lot of uh, actually emotional uh, memories yeah. and connections with this song. Yeah. For the longest time, I never heard it because they took it off Spotify or Apple Music because yep. some some Justin Bieber clearance sample issues. Fuck you, Bieber. No, let's talk about that because he's immaculate on this song. It's yeah, the no, best no, he Bieber's did. Ever he been. did bless. He did bless, but he took away a blessing for a little <laughs> let's bit. Let's not talk had... about. Let's not talk about our Messiah, uh, Young <laughs> Thug. Like we, Young Thug was on the song, and he also went absolutely insane. So absolutely let's, insane. Let's not forget him. But he's never going to forgive you for taking Bryson Tiller over him. Uh, no, you're, no, you're he's up not. he won't. He won't. It was just that was he has. I have something in store. Don't worry. Um, I mean, but that's to your point, though. I mean, who what rappers getting Justin Bieber and Young Thug on a song together? 
to, right. to create a masterpiece. Right. I, I reached for the John Mayers and Tam Paula's and Justin Vernon's of the world. This dude pulled out Justin Bieber out of his back pocket, his really skinny jean leather black back pocket. And it was like, hey, let me throw this fucking Bieber fever on you. And he floats like he is. And then Thug is just. This was before people were like, oh, Justin Bieber's yeah. cool. Facts. A hundred percent. I was like, what is he doing on this project? I looked at the track list. I'm like, it's just not going to fit. Like he doesn't belong next to Schoolboy Q and like the same three track run as him. And you know what? It works. Uh, Legron, are you taking pick up the phone in mainstream? Uh, I or do you do you want it? Because I was no, 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 no. It's your pick. It's your pick. It, it's well, our draft. Go this is a communal song. effort. I want to kind of have a different. I want to have different albums because he has so many that and so many different right. projects that are incredible. So I'm gonna go ahead and go mainstream. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna take sickle heart. Made this here with all the ice on in the booth. At the gate outside, when they pull up, they give me loose. Yeah, jump out, boys. That's Nike boys hopping our coast. This shit way too big. When we pull up, give me the loot. Was off the Remy, had up at post. Because mm-hmm. I think it had to go. I mean, it had to. We had to get that off the board. It's, it's Drake, it's Travis, two of my favorite rappers. The music video is crazy. Uh, you know the beat switch is true like, it's just it's everything that song's everything and it it was it did get overplayed but at the end of the day good songs get overplayed so yep yep I remember just listening to Astro for the first time he did what he did with this project where he doesn't release the features ahead of time so you don't know who's going to be on it and you're listening naturally and you just hear Drake's voice and Hotto grabbed my thigh and he said Drake <laughs> and I'll never forget that moment. <laughs> and it was and it was right after Frank too. Like Frank is on Carousel. It's stargazing. True. Frank on Carousel. Drake on Sicko Mode. And it's like whoa. Like what? Where? Where are we going, man? Like this is just too much for me. And it's it's beautiful. Yeah, great song. Okay, I'm gonna follow mainstream. Um, I have a question. So I want to do this in one of the two categories. I either want to do it in mainstream or wild card, and it's up to you guys. Um. I have a deep connection with Travis Scott's live performance on Jimmy Kimmel of the song Goosebumps. Uh. It is one of the more miraculous things that you'll ever see. He has an all red backdrop. I'll clip it in here. But at the beginning of the song, he says James Harden MVP. And it just captures that moment in 2017 so well because he has the Supreme and Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton scarf on. And it's a Mike Dean, instrum- Mike Dean instrumental instead of the regular Goosebumps instrumental. So it comes in with like some really heavy synthesizers. Should we just, can we take a moment to listen to it? If it doesn't mean okay if it means guys? that much to you, let's do it. Let's take a moment. Yeah, it really does. I'll, you're I'll pause. Go- right. So you're wondering which which uh, category to throw it in? I want to know if I can put it in wild card or mainstream because if I can put it, if I can take the Jimmy Kimmel version, I'm putting it in wild card so that way I can save another song for mainstream. Yeah, I see no issue with that. Wild card is such a broad category. I get those goosebumps every time. I need the heartbreak. Oh, that's the desire. I get those goosebumps every time. Yeah, when you're not around. Oh, that's the desire. I get those goosebumps every time. Yeah, seven one three. Do the two eight one. Yeah, I'm riding. Why you on me? But is that not an experience? Am I allowed to draft that in wild card? No, that's that's wild card. That's a wild card. Right. Sure. Thank you guys. Thank you guys very much. Very unique. Yeah, that's a good wild card. Thank you. I had that one up my sleeve. I was really excited about it. It's just the fact that like he's on ABC. He's just got like this ability to just fucking like I got chills. I don't know about you guys. It's just a fucking it's a connector like he just goes into the crowd and he just makes music that can make everybody just feel like one and that's a really really special talent and that song it just has this like this thing on the back half of it where it feels like it could go forever like you're like oh they're slowing down and then they just go right back up and it's another drop and you're banging again um okay so i have the chills and i have to draft now um let's go back to bum Let's go feature, and I'm going to select Love Galore by Sizzle. Nice. Why you bother me? Why you bother me? Why you bother me? Last time I checked, you were the one that left me in a wreck, me in a mess. You all a wreck, like my side a wreck. That's that most city that side that you can't go around and not. Great, great song. 
I wish they would date, dude. Like, I'm, I'm happy for the whole Kylie thing, but I feel like they just fit a lot better. And if they made a uh, collab project, I think it would be um, the foundation of my life for a long, long time. I love them together. The song's immaculate. Love SZA, obviously. Is she, what he is does she is. signed by him? She's not Cactus Jack. No, she's not TDE anymore either, though. So I'm not sure who she's represented by anymore. But if she signed to Cactus Jack, I wouldn't be mad at all. Um, all right, Lagrone, you're back up. I'm going to finish up because my songs, I'm going to go feature. And I'm going to select Love Hurts by Playboy Cardi. Mm. Travis Scott. All of these flowers are mine. All of these hoes are mine. Shawty on a rock star. Okay. Shawty on a rock star. I've been spending it loosely. Bigger the diamonds on Josie. Fuck with the Jesus Gucci. I've been living on rolling. I live. Play, play that whole song <laughs> I just would like oh, to boy. like to say that I have Bryson Tiller, Playboy Cardi, uh Drake, Drake, and Future. So that's uh that's and a, two chains. And two chains. Titty boy. Yeah, you you assembled my, the Avengers. Boy, yeah. <laughs> I honestly would have picked thirty five hundred if it wasn't for that two chains verse in the middle. A backstroke to my children's room. Yeah, I spent racks on these tennis shoes. He says at one point on that song, <laughs> "My favorite rapper drives a pink truck." It's him. He's the one that drives a pink truck. It's just the best. <laughs> All right, Reese, you're back up. I was born with a mean mug. I was born with some nappy hair, drinking mm. breast milk out of lean cups. I it looks like I just got. I mean, I got wild card, but. Oh, Gotta yeah, go. Yeah, I gotta go mainstream. Left. All right, is is Beebs in the trap mainstream? hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. All right, gotta so go. Only the trap. Oh yeah. So it's obviously mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> that was back when Nav was popping. Yeah, there's Back like when. there's like a billion there's like a billion people in India. Brown <laughs> <Yeah>, boy, <laughs> it's as mainstream as it gets. <laughs> Are you saying that song blew up in India? I think he's just talking about Nav. He's got the brown boy on it. Yeah, brown boy kicks it off. So <laughs> probably their national anthem. <laughs> Should we talk about the moment? Are we ever going to do a Nav draft? Because Nav was pretty. F- pretty big for a lot of us and by a lot of us i mean me for a while there like we were really into nav yeah and then when he fell re- off he fell off hard <laughs> he fell off hard i don't regret being into him though it's you know, uh, no i don't either it was a fun days. time it was kind of a distant experimental like nav was trying to figure out like can i rap and we were like i think you can we supported nav in his endeavors of rapping there's no doubt about it we changed our lifestyle because of him, because of some brown boy from the six. Some uh, people right, more You got slow jam and wild card left. Your last two picks, knock it out of the park. All right, well, let's let's bookend this draft here. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with my slow jam, mm. and it's gonna be wake up. I'm not sure Please don't wake me up. I feel it creeping. Trolling how you move a lucid dreaming. Always on this side of different season. Yeah, yeah. Took the bell way down to your hood. Say you was in the crowd. I never looked. Looking back at this song is just hand blonde, white toes, pink panties, and white sheets, baby. Waking up in Barbados. Like, it's just. Such a sexy song, and <laughs> what'd you say? I just, Tall, blonde, tan, pink panties. Yeah, and white sheets. <laughs> and white sheets. <laughs> That's beautiful. The song is just so beautiful. It makes it transports you to the beach, just laying out with a bombshell, and it's really sentimental to me in that way. Quit drafting songs as if they're porn categories. <laughs> you drop. <laughs> Pink panties bombshell. You spent too much time on the hub. What's your wild card? Are you taking cacti well, seltzers? Well, speaking of porn, <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna take 
and I'm open to your guys' suggestions within my pick. I'd like you guys to kind of inseminate my pick here. Uh, Travis Scott music videos. Just all of them? All of them? Is that, is that all of them? Just <laughs> all, all of them? them? Well, you don't I get all have, of them. I kind of have, have Yosemite in mind off a tab. Okay. <laughs> How do really? I put that on the graphic? The Yosemite, Yosemite <laughs> music video off a tab. Well, just let me pick... Just let me pick Travis music videos, I, and then we can talk about his yeah, music I had, every single one. Yeah, you have to be more specific, I think, because I was thinking about for my other wild card being the first time I experienced ego death during a trip was when I was watching Stop Trying to Be God by myself at 325, and I was like, I can't do that. It's too negative of a memory. So I went with the Jimmy Kimmel one because that's a happy trip. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> New wild card. Fortnite event. Fortnite. Travis got Fortnite concert. Okay. Travis got Fortnite good. concert. Right. You also get his character too. Beast. And just as like I a little th- throw I in, would... I'll give you the meme of him going like this with a mic stand. Perfect. That's basically the same that thing. emote. <laughs> okay, you get Fortnite with your wild. I like these wild cards so far. They're fun. These I are love actually the good. Usually right? our wild cards are. Did yeah. you notice how I kind of like took the best one without any of us taking it by mentioning the Kylie thing at the front so that way nobody would be like, yeah, I'm just going to take the Kylie thing. He literally impregnated Kylie Jenner. That's insane to think about. This fucking guy from Houston that's like really skinny, dreadlocked. I guess she's into Chalamet too, so maybe she's just like skinny boys. But like you would have thought like Devin Booker, I guess he dated Kendall. But you know, somebody along those lines would have impregnated her, not Travis Scott. You're just telling mm-hmm. me that I have a chance. Yes, exactly. You're 100% in. You just got to get dreads. Yeah, and did they only have one kid? Just the one? Just Stormy? Uh, Honestly, they have two. There was like Wolf or something. Yeah, yeah, they had another. That's what I thought. Okay. Wolf, okay. Wolf Webster, I think. She did it twice. Stormy is a pretty sweet yeah. man, too. And she shows up on Utopia, and she has a great little moment, and he just fucking ascends after that. Um, all right, Berg, what's your wild card? All right, my wild card. Yeah, wild cards are kind of tough to explain, but I'm going to throw back to kind of this is like my intro to Travis Scott around that Al Faro uh, rodeo era before Birds in the Trap sing McKnight. Uh, this is when Travis is kind of finding his niche in just who he is as an artist. He, I forget what his vibe was pre like dreads and just his whole rage persona, but. When he started, my wild card is going to be when he, just like the whole him having dreads, the beef with ASAP Mob because of it, ASAP Rocky, who was thinking that he was trying to copy him, would always diss him. I don't remember Travis Scott really saying much of anything. And then he also spelled his name with the dollar signs. So just this era of Travis Scott, dreads and dollar signs, 2014. Dreads, dreads. No, okay. And that's a good way to put it, but it's it's kind of confusing. I really no, need it, to include the ASAP, the ASAP Rocky beef. It, he was ASAP yeah, I feel Rocky. like you should just put ASAP Rocky beef because that's kind of still going on. Yeah, is it? Is. It's, it's kind of like, yeah. yeah again. ASAP just dissed him pretty hard at rolling I out. saw that actually. It's one of his new songs. Okay. I got it. Rocky beef, dreads, and money. <laughs> Dollar signs, because yeah, he did have the dollar signs in his name. Then he removed them. Yeah, are you tweaking? Yeah. Yeah. Thought it was too corny or something. All right, Legrand, you're up. All right, my uh, my wild card is, I believe it's nine hundred two one zero. The video of nine hundred two one zero off of uh, uh, Rodeo, but it's the, his yeah. little doll character, the action figure, the yeah. little action figure. And it's having sex in, in a bed with, with his shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about that doll character just doing the most fucked up shit in that video that just really I loved. I wanted to get a doll. I wanted to get one of those action figures for forever, but <laughs> have not found it on eBay. That's Is that where he's like stomping through yeah. the city? He's like a... Like Godzilla yeah, who, think, who thinks it? Like, who, like, my thing is like, who thinks of that kind of shit? Like, let's get an action figure of me. Let's ha- make it have sex with a doll, like a Barbie doll. Let's fucking have it basically fight Godzilla. Like, what's, you know, I don't know. Probably ripped it off Rocky. 
a great wild card category. <laughs> Sincerely, like the action figure sex, Fortnite, ASAP Rocky beef, and Jimmy Kimmel. Just four things that if you blend them in the pot, you can only get this pot. Um, all right, I have the last pick, and it's in mainstream. Um, so I'm going to throw out a couple of options. This is what's going through my head right now. Um, so, yeah, my top four songs are totally gone. Um, don't want to select way back because I don't think it's necessarily mainstream. Had Coordinate up there. I also don't think that elevated to mainstream. Houston Fornication, I feel like that's a reach for mainstream. Uh wonderful with the weekend get birds on here i already have birds with the ends and i have goosebumps i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with butterfly effect we've already talked about yeah. it um just a ridiculous song I saw it dropped in that three pack with I think it was A Team or was it A Man, one or the other, and then Green and Purple and this. And I thought it was the worst of the three. It ended up being my favorite of the three. It's one of my ten favorite songs by him ever. Um, just an unreal track and kind of the single for Astro World. Like I think it probably informed a lot of his taste and his style for that project. Uh, so yeah, and it obviously has its ties to Kylie and all that kind of good stuff with whatever their fucking butterfly metaphor is between the two of them. But um, another sick video. He just has the Lamborghini with the butterfly doors going up and uh, trippy visuals, all that kind of good stuff. But, yeah, we'll take butterfly. Antidote with an all-time snub. I know. So, oh, you're, I thought you were going to pick it there and put a bow on this it, it's, t- it's time for honorable mentions. I already mentioned a few, but we left off Antidote, which is probably the song that catapulted him to superstar status. Um, we left off a bunch of stuff off of Al Farrell. One of my favorite songs on it is Bad Mood, Shit On You. Um, we left off Hell of a Night, Mamacita. We got Sicko Mood and Goosebumps. Nobody was, nobody was that my, crazy one of my wild in 2013, 2012. One of my wild cards before I found out what the actual wild card category was going to be was uh, Never Catch Me. Dude, I think that mm. song is unbelievable. That's the last song on Rodeo, correct? Yes. I think that. Right. I think his last songs are we got to talk about his last songs at some point. That could have been a category because yeah, we have intro as a category. A lot of the time we've never done outro. That would be fun. Um, I think we'd be remiss. Yeah. I was really disappointed. I didn't get to pick the prayer for intro yeah. from days before. Yep. I mean, that's why I, I just had to reach for the ends and then you could have taken pornography. That would have been fun. Um, obviously stargazing is immaculate, but I think I'd be remiss if we didn't mention just the mosh pits that ensued when you listen to, Oh my decide featuring Quavo, just another fucking absolute slapper just sandwiched in between pornography and 3500 on that album um the hooch a real moment never came to streaming services just kind of just exists on Mm -hmm. soundcloud for the most part and then apple music radio uh rah rah featuring Lil Uzi vert all of his leaks really yeah yeah with young thug um that was on i think like seven of my mixes in college just because i couldn't get enough of it um PD's favorite song of all time by Travis Scott was Impossible for the longest time. Oh, yeah. I think that was the first time he found out what loneliness was. Um, Skyfall, Dan McCartan's favorite Young Thug song feature- with Travis Scott. Another great track. Lose. I mean, he's just got... Let's actually... I think this is a good way to tie a bow on it. We've done Drake. We've done Future. We've done Frank. We've done Mac. We've done The Weeknd. When I listed out these top 25... I love Travis. I've had a detachment to him the last five years because he hasn't had any new, new music. I've matured as a person. I don't headbang as much anymore. Um, all of that kind of stuff. I don't smoke as much pot as I used to. I don't do all the crazy shit that I used to when I was listening to Travis religiously. Like He was one of my favorite artists. He informed the way I lived, the way I spoke, my style. He did that for all of us, I think. But when I listed out these 25 songs right here, I was like, wow, this top 25, I think, could compete with any of my other favorite artists' top 25. Drake, Kanye, Frank, Future, Mac, Young Thug, any of them. I think Travis is neck and neck with them. And I leave him out of my top five conversation a lot. Legron, does he still fall in that range for you as like one of your guys on your personal Mount Rushmore? And then I'll ask the same thing for you, Bordy and Berg. Yeah, I mean, the last five years, you know, he he's kind of taken a step back. But I think, you know, with his reemergence with Utopia, like and my re- like my falling back in love with his music, for the past like probably two weeks knowing or two or three weeks knowing that he's uh he's gonna drop utopia last thursday night um yeah i'd say he's definitely you know back in my um 
you know, my Mount Rushmore, as you would say. But, you know, I don't I don't want his hi- next hiatus to be five years. I'd like for him to uh, <laughs> come back in two or three and have something else. Well, typically when you take a five-year hiatus like that, you're dropping, I don't know, a single every six months, something like that. He really only dropped, like, features included, like, ten songs in five years. Like, he has the Escape Plan and Mafia track on that two-song EP. He has and he dropped, like, throughout. ten different versions of the Jordan 1 shoe in the time. Right. Exactly. And then he had Jack Boys, which I guess you can count, but I just don't really count that. Um, but, yeah. All right. What about you, Bordy? Does he fall on your Mount Rushmore? Um, was he ever there? And if he wasn't ever there, can he get there? I think Travis, for me, is kind of solidified as the best live show to see in the rap yep. genre. I don't think there's really anybody that can stack up. For all these years, I, I wish ASAP Rocky kind of went on the trajectory that Travis right. did. But I'm not going to complain that it's Travis at the top of the totem pole. And we just did that whole draft and didn't touch his new album, which I think this album is maybe better than World and stacks up with uh, Birds. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely up there, right? I'd probably put Kanye ahead of him still because I'm a avid supporter of Kanye and see a lot of that on the new album, even though you might not agree. That's because of your but... political stances, though. Uh, I think a funny wild card pick would have been if we would have selected when Yosemite originally dropped and Nav's vocals <laughs> were mixed terribly and it sounded like he was recording <laughs> through a sock or like 15 socks and a microphone. Uh, what about you, Burke? <laughs> does, Travis, does Travis stack up against the best for you? I love for that nav verse that they came out and they were like, that's how it was supposed to be. But because this fucking reaction from the fans, like we'll update it. And then everybody just thought, Oh, they fixed it <laughs> when that's how he meant to release yeah. it. But, uh, the whole time it was like, they recorded it with nav. Locked in <laughs> to, to really get it out of them. <laughs> yeah. The whole time we were talking though, I was thinking he's not, He's, he's not there. He definitely used to be the face because I, I don't know if I've ever loved an artist. I definitely have, but he was up there with all the love I've had for an artist. He He's, he's up there for it. Uh, obviously, when you don't release something for a while, when uh, we're also maturing and not just living to rage all the time, which is what he exudes with his music, kind yeah. of falls off, but... Uh, I think even with the hiatus, after we've done this draft, yeah, he, he deserves a spot up there for sure. He's made so many – all his albums are classic, classics, they feel like. His cover art always stands out and is sick as fuck, which is just his whole artistic aura about him anyway. And so, I mean, yeah, I was going to say no, but I think I just convinced myself there's no way he can't not be on it. Who are you putting over him is what I'd ask. Oh. I mean, I, I always have my, my three. I just have Drake, Future, and Thug. That's just who I am. Um, well, you get you get the Mount Rushmore. Isn't that like four or five? It's four, yeah. So okay. my four is always alternating. Like sometimes okay. it's Kendrick, sometimes it's Mac. But it's fair. there was definitely a time in my life where it was Travis, like 100%. I think that was the case for all. Well, Grown, I think I have an Instagram picture of the two of us, and the caption is just, let us play some Travis. It was just like <laughs> – I wouldn't doubt it. We – that was that was a big thing for us back in college. We just yeah. you know rage at the house anytime we were partaking in any kind of activities. We were we were raging to Travis Scott, and it was and like the thing about this is we we picked twenty twenty songs here. Yeah. And... Well, six t- sixteen with oh, four okay. really so weird wild cards. <laughs> yeah. We we should have got some we should have got some blow in our fifty songs. <laughs> so we, yeah, we, so we picked sixteen, but nobody nobody is going to agree with all of our picks you know i'm like we left so many off we people but also like like 40 picked escape plan you know i was (laughs) first overall i was not gonna pick escape plan but like that was it's very like a sincere song to to Bordy that he loves and at the time of his life where he heard that like it really connected to him so like your brother listening to impossible like i probably wouldn't pick impossible but for pd that's such a special song and i think that travis makes songs like that and and where we were in our lives, like I said earlier, 
really helps us connect to his music and and that's why this utopia album is going to take so longer time for us to really dive into yep yep well yeah he's one of our greats um do you guys have any nominations before we get out of here for our next artist that we're going to do let's do some top songs from utopia if you guys have listened to it enough Mm -hmm. oh you won't you want to do your top three songs off Utopia? We can do that before we get out of here. I think that's a good way to cap it off, actually. Let's do that. Look yeah, at Utopia, look, everybody. Consider it. All that kind of stuff. I have mine off the top of my head. Bordy, I think we probably share one of them. Um, I think a lot of people probably share it. I've seen a lot of conversation about the song. Um, it's My Eyes. Yeah. It is... It's It's dark. It's He has this moment where he. it's two parts, essentially. He's reflecting on the aftermath of the Astroworld catastrophe, but he's also talking about his BM, all this kind of drama. And then it's just this this moment where he's like he's reconciling with the fact that he has been gone for a long time. He's coming back and he's trying to see the world through his eyes again because I think he lost a part of himself when that accident happened. So he's returning to form in a way that's like that's the kind of artistry that it's it's vulnerable and i appreciate that because so much of the time i think of him as like the action figure superhero in the 90210 video like he's fucking indestructible he's ripped he's going to be a 100 millionaire for the rest of his life but in reality like he's just another dude um he deals with these things and he was not the leader of and not definitely not solely responsible for but he was the engine that drove a terrible thing that happened and he's still dealing with that pain and he's putting it into music. And I think that's the best way for any artist to like deal with it and encounter it and acknowledge it is to put it in music. And that's what I love. Like, I just don't think Drake would do something like that as much as I love Drake. That's just not his bag. Like he's going to talk about more personal things. And I'm not sure if he would ever be responsible for something like that, but you know I also I mean, so. think on my eyes the first time listening to it, uh, whether he was trying to replicate it or mimic it or not, I think there was definitely hints and tones of a little bit of Frank ocean blonde. Uh, again, whether he meant to do that or not, 100%. I was hearing that at the beginning with his, uh, just, just the way he was going, the way he was singing the melody, uh, the pitch and tone in his voice was very like, kind of nikes ish uh other songs on that album but anybody who kind of mimics it again whether they try to or not uh is always going to uh land land with uh within me all right what other songs are sticking out to you guys obviously there's fiend because playboy is just fucking fiend uh, with possessed yeah, cardi. cardi unreal look around what about you what's what's sticking out to you I love I love the last song. I love Till Further Notice. Till Further Notice. Yeah. I just think him in twenty one, like they go back and forth. It's just and and it's not even like a chorus, but it's just like the, the it's like a symphony in between. It's like it's beautiful. It's and then they just go they go nuts and they got bars and it's just like that's it feels like an adventure to me. I feel like it yeah. feels like I'm going from point A to point B when I listen to that song and I just that's that's my favorite song, kinda of by far. And then I mean telekinesis. Um, oh yeah, oh, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, that, I can that, see the future. I can see the yeah. future with future. So easy, but so good. Um, yeah, one thing like, about I, I could have thought of it, but I didn't. I didn't think of it first. That's why. One thing about till further notice though is uh, James Blake is on that. We forgot to mention one of Travis's best features, Mile High, with James Blake. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, just another one of those sedative type tracks. But till further notice and telekinesis, two last songs, both bangers. What else is sticking out to you, Bordenberg? Well, how'd you guys like Meltdown? You know, I, I love the I love the Bad Bunny and Aww. Weekend mashup on uh, the other version of K-pop. So that's like a new version of K-pop. Well, right? there's the chopped and slot version. There's a sped up version now that they've both released. And th- I'm, this song has grown on me a lot. I did not like it at first, but it's grown on me throughout the album. And that's just like that's what happens with him. It's like I think I set the bar so far high for him that when he doesn't reach it immediately, I'm like fuck, I'm let down. And then I give it a few more spins, and it's like oh. Oh, my shoulders are moving and I didn't notice it. Okay. All right, Bad Bunny. I guess I'll speak Spanish for 45 seconds here. Um, we haven't talked about... We'd be doing the listeners a disservice not mentioning the, mentioning the Drake feature. That. Meltdown. The, the intro to that is absolutely hilarious. Well, and it's the it's the cohesiveness of it, too. It's like, it's so easy to do, but the what's the song right before? Sirens. The Drake talking to that girl in the hotel is at the end of Sirens, not the beginning of Meltdown. Oh, that's what but I yeah, was that is about. the intro to the next song, and then it's just tensions are rising, t tom t tom t tom, and it's just nonstop Drake. And uh, 
yeah. I mean, I I thought about drafting it. I'm not going to pretend like I didn't, but I thought it would have recency bias. <laughs> I was like, it's going to mainstream. It's been all over my fucking TikTok. It's like, we're not talking about Travis enough. We're talking so much about Drake and his beef with Pusha T and Pharrell and Louis Vuitton because Virgil died. It's like, but that's neither here nor there. Um, all right. Any other songs that are sticking out off Utopia before we get out of here? No. All right. I mean, the whole, the whole, yeah, I didn't keep listening. Tizo Touchdown won the album. Everybody's going to listen to him. That's the next person we're drafting is Tizo Touchdown. Uh, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for listening to the Pop-Off Podcast. We appreciate it. Hopefully this doesn't get ripped down for copyright infringement issues because of the songs. We'll try to finesse our way around that. Um, but we will be back sometime in the near future, I'm sure. Um, we have to do a Barbenheimer pod still, so we'll get that out of the way at some point. But enjoy the dead season of summer before football is here because we'll be talking to NFL once that comes back. Rent money will be coming back soon with college football. And then before you know it, the NBA will be here and I'll be rock hard. Um, but college thank you, basketball, Scott, don't for forget about music. it. Thank you to Skylar Reesberg. Thank you to Nick Bordenero. And thank you to Connor Legrone, my pledge dad. I love all three of you so dearly. Thank you for doing this with me. It's been a blast. And we'll see you guys on the other side. Peace out.